You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo. And Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, how are we feeling on this Memorial Day weekend? Tired. Tom just took a nice slug of iced coffee, though. Yeah. Feel, yeah. It, feel it run through your veins, Tom. Just, <laughs> yeah. Tom's a Duncan guy, it seems like. Well, you know, I'm gonna, I would just give you my whole strategy here, but it's not really for this podcast. You so have a strategy a, for everything. I'm a strategic man. <laughs> That's a mini episode discussion for sure. We hope everybody enjoyed our first mini episode of the season, which dropped uh, last Friday. Uh, we live streamed essentially our uh, Dynasty rookie draft and how well or in some people's cases, how poorly it went. Yours. Mine, yeah. It was I fun. Just, yeah. It um, was really fun. Yeah. We didn't give you enough shit. I listened to it. We <laughs> you really didn't. We let you off the hook. Because yeah. I think me picking directly after you yeah like got you off the hook a little bit yeah right yeah because we were focused we were just like all right that was dumb but we have to move on yeah. but time uh, for a smart pick we'll never top. let it go though just and no. just for the fans to know we know we still no. rip them off off yeah the don was the talking time. about like startup dynasty rankings and i was like oh well, you you gotta have the bills deep absolutely you do. You do. absolutely you do but uh but we were actually the reason tom brings that up is we were considering doing uh, a dynasty startup rankings type of episode, but we opted against it because uh, last year around this time we did the team previews for every team. Now that free agency has essentially screeched to a halt and the draft has happened and right before our big rankings summit, uh, which will begin in June as it did last year. Yep. The uh, final so, team report before we right. get the rankings fired yeah. out. So we're going to be going through each NFC team. Uh, we're going to start in the East, then go North, South, and West. <laughs> uh, just kind of previewing players and stuff like that and talking about stuff and... Go yeah. on. Hopefully, just piling on down a little more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really wanted to do alphabetical by city, but then we'd have to split it at a People weird point. People only so. want to hear the players' names. They almost don't even care what team they're on. It's just no. so funny that you're like, we're gonna go directionally throughout yeah, the globe. That's why I left. It's just like, it doesn't matter. No. no. <laughs> but we are an East Coast based show, so we start with the New York Giants, yeah. uh, and looking at the Giants, they were towards the bottom of the league in terms of uh, being good. Yes, but also in terms of play percentage, like in terms of how they did, like how many plays they were able to run in a game offensively. Uh, they were at 64% pass, 36% run on the year. That's I what happens a lot of when you're losing yeah, all the time. I was going to say, yeah. a lot of that comes from playing from behind. Even still, Saquon Barkley able to round up his first of what looks to be many top five running back seasons. And the reason I wanted to start with the Giants, besides the fact guys, that we are an East Coast-based podcast is because Saquon Barkley largely heralded as the 101. And so we'll start there. Obviously, the Giants have gotten rid of Odell Beckham, Golden Tate in to replace him. They still have Sterling Shepard, Evan Engram, and, of course, Eli Manning throwing to them. So what's your outlook on the Giants? Who are we targeting? And are we still comfortable with Saquon as the 101? Saquon, definitely the 101 for me. Um, yes, I think there's a slew of people that you can take at the 101 that's not going to make me upset. Yeah, I but, agree with you there. Yeah, and I mean, the thing with him and the amount of passing in this offense is it's a nice marriage because he's going to get those dump-offs and he's a running back that doesn't come off the field on third down. And that's what yeah. you want in the 101 and that's what you want in general. So that rarity, that position scarcity, that's what drives him to be probably the most important player in fantasy football next year. Yeah, and probably the most important player for the Giants for the next decade. So. Right. Uh, I would agree. I would take Saquon. I wouldn't take at this point. I wouldn't take another player on the Giants, though. Oh no. Um, the only one I would be, I'll probably be giving consideration to is I'm a little more likely to go tight end in the you know six, seven, eight range than the two of you are. And one of the guys I would like to get in that range this year is Evan Engram. Uh, he really put it together at the end of last season. Coincidentally, when Odell Beckham was out for the last four weeks of the season, and he's you know Tom's quick to point out that he's done historically well without yeah. Odell Beckham in the Giants lineup. And, of course, we know Odell is playing elsewhere this year. Right. Uh, and so I I like Evan Engram if I can get him cheap. Uh, last year, obviously, that was impossible because of the rookie season that he had. Uh, but this year, if I can get him on a discount because people are souring on him, you know, he's a third-year rookie who's already put together a top-five tight end season. He's a guy I could look at to strike with uh, to fill in my roster as I'm getting down to it at the end of drafts. Sure, and I think uh, between Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, I'm really going to want to see more of like 
just what people have to say and what I see on yeah. how, where they're lining up and yeah. how they're going to do it because they have so much slot receiver potential. And in right. that is also Evan Ingram. He runs routes out of the slot. So that confusion, even grouping in Evan Ingram for me, makes me in a bit of a wait-and-see mode with the Giants. Definitely. Which also doesn't kill me because I don't really care for them yeah. as a fantasy uh, option besides – Saquon. Right. Yeah, I can see like Sterling Shepard and even Golden Tate like getting dropped throughout the year, you yeah. know, like stuff like that going down. So I can see the Giants being horrible. Yeah, so right. absolutely it's, it's terrible. Yeah. But uh yeah. I would I would go against Ingram, but you know, that's just me. We'll move on now to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, just such an assortment of players. Last year they were at sixty one point six percent pass, thirty eight four point four percent run. Get used to that. Bulls is gone, so the QB controversy is effectively over. In Philadelphia, unfortunately for those. Now it's in the backfield with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. Um, Josh Adams still there. My money's on Sanders. I I think he's probably the best back out of all of them. Jordan Howard, man, he's just shown himself kind of out the door, I feel like, in the NFL almost. Well, what they got, what they gave up to get Jordan Howard was so minuscule compared to the investment in Miles Sanders that I think Miles Sanders will show out to become the starter by the end of the year. Right. I would actually predict that Jordan Howard is the day one starter just based on that, unless he has an incredible, incredible camp, and it's, like, impossible to ignore. But let's not forget that, like, the starting running back on the Eagles has not been exciting for a really long not time. Not since, since Brian Westbrook, right? It's been a really committee since, like, LaShawn McCoy, McCoy. Oh, yeah, you know? McCoy was after Westbrook. It's been a committee approach for them for a long time. Yeah. Um, but – that high investment is what makes you, you know, have some faith in a guy like Miles Sanders. True. And he's going to be less expensive than some other traditional running backs out there. And maybe a wait and see. It might turn out to be like a carry on Johnson season last year. Yeah. Just frustratingly underused. And then when he's given his opportunities is the clear cut. Yeah, guy. but it could be something else entirely yeah. too. So there's a lot to wait and see with that one. Obviously Zach Ertz is one of those guys that's gonna go way, way, way high. Yeah, Scott too early and I for probably me. will Second, never have third him. ADP right now in drafts. Yeah, and it's interesting because you know he played very, very well with Nick Foles. Yeah. Right. And he plays very well with Carson Wentz, but he plays very, very well with yes. Nick Foles. So it's interesting to see that people are still, you know, giving him throwing that respect on his name. I agree with you. But it's surprising to see them rank him as, you know, what would be a top ten wide receiver. Yeah. And yeah. I mean he, he has that ceiling. Definitely. But the problem with tight ends and what we are always preaching about them is that he's really got a absolutely deliver on that or else you wasted a big time pick right yes at rec- at wide receiver it's another mess basically you assume all sean jeffrey is going to be the big red zone target they yeah. got the sean jackson now nelson aguilar still on the team despite reports that the eagles tried to trade him Arcega and they drafted our sega white side so you know are you guys avoiding this are you just taking jeffrey and seeing how the rest of it plays out throughout the season or how are you looking at the eagles at receiver right now avoiding it i'm avoiding it i don't think our sega white side is going to be fantasy relevant for a while unless he has a bonkers camp kind of thing or alshon gets hurt like those two are going to eat into each other deshaun jackson's not a not a guy that you know this podcast would advise picking when you can draft slot receivers who will catch where passes. He, where he's going, Deshaun Jackson doesn't seem to be useful as an investment. Not at all. Because people Not are a all. little too excited about him. I think People are like drafting him as a potential flex guy. How yeah. are you going to pick him over Marvin Jones? I don't get it. You can't. You I can't. I, no way. No, no way. way. So but that can. goes back to why Ertz goes so high because he's really the main target. Right. So that's, yeah. that's just yeah. why they throw the respect on his name. If you think they're going to be a good team through the air, then it's through Zachary. If, yes. full, if, if a full year of Wentz happens, I, I can see him being like a fringe top 10 quarterback and going to be a guy you can use for matchups definitely for sure and Wentz is an interesting option he's a guy who could slide because of those injuries right and he has a potential to be like a top five quarterback he's shown that yeah in uh I wouldn't call it a small sample size no it's like 13 games I'd call it a medium sample size I'd say I'd say it might even be a large wow wow for almost a full season I think that's why it's a medium for me I would consider a season medium. Yeah. Okay. One season's just a medium. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. I'm good with that. We'll go to um, we'll go to the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, the big focus is the running tandem of Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. Uh, but I'm sorry. I'm uh, 57 percent pass, 43 percent run. I would have expected run to be a little bit higher. Uh, well, they suck today's too. NFL. The arrival yeah. of Amari Cooper coming in and um, changing their offense 
basically from the moment he got there. Jason Witten coming back now, which is going to be weird. Very weird, exactly. I think, I think the things to take away is Zeke caught 77 passes last year and had 1,500 rushing yards. Like, yeah. This guy's a top three pick, yeah. undisputed. And another guy you can get away with, like we'll say it all year, forever. Yeah. You can draft Dak Prescott in the very last round. This guy has been a QB1 every year of his career. He feeds off Zeke so well. And now he has Amari Cooper, who he clearly showed a good rapport yes. with over the end of last year. I think the sky's the limit for Dak right. to even have a – for Dak to have a career year, yeah. which is really saying something. Dak is, it, is always someone that I like because they have designed runs for him. Yes, all the time. Yeah, so he scores from 10 yards out more often than any quarterback in the NFL. On the so, ground, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they run those those draws, and then they have Dak scramble right up the middle. And that's the kind of Love thing you want to see because a 10-yard out rushing touchdown is going to net you seven fantasy points. Yeah, which, which you need a 75-yard yeah, passing about, touchdown to get. That's yeah. about half of the points you need to start Dak and be like, okay, that was a good decision. Yeah, right. And that happens four to five times a year. So you've got in- incredibly good odds. I think it's, he's had, he's had six rushing touchdowns for uh, every year of his career, I think. Yeah, so exactly it's, it's, it's somebody that's always exactly on the streaming five. radar for us. Oh, yeah. We're going to identify those good matchups, and then you're going to have an even better chance of having uh, a good performance from your quarterback position. Randall Cobb shows up. Yes. Cole Beasley exits. That's interesting. He's a little old, obviously. Does Michael the, Gallup make the leap? Yeah, you would hope so, right? Yeah. And you would hope that Randall Cobb can actually just help Michael Gallup instead of right. hurt him. And yeah. it, I don't know. Yeah. Michael Gallup had such a good preseason last year, and the hype was high, and I was totally on board. Um, in my dynasty shares of him, it's a hold, right? You can't right. sell him now. You're not going to no, get no, no. anything for it. And you can't go out and buy him right now. I mean, you could, but I it, I don't think that the person who has him should get rid of him. It should right. be wait and see. Where are you ranking Amari Cooper? I, it's going to be tough. I'm, Somewhere I'm in the top 20 right now, is about as vague as I can 15 be. 15 to 20, maybe. Yeah, he's going to have to be in the top 20. I think he can yeah. creep into the top 15. Yeah, but, I think right around 15 to 20 is a decent You see how many passing attempts there have been in this offense, and yeah. it's because they're not a terribly successful team. Yeah. And he should be the number one target and the number one beneficiary yeah. of that because – there's really not that much loaded their, wide receiver talent. Yeah. Their performance when we were at your place watching uh, in the fantasy was playoffs the last year was one of unforgettable. My, one of the best fantasy football moments of my life with Dak <laughs> throwing for like 250 and like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and alone. overtime yeah. alone and getting us a win. Basically, it was so epic. So forever a place in not my just heart. Getting Dak us Prescott a win, to Amari Cooper stamping a win. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. it was awesome. We'll move on and round out the division with Washington. They were in the bottom third of the league in plays run. 42.8% run, 57.2% pass. It was a team that lost a lot of games. They started yes. three different quarterbacks by the end of the it's year. Awful. It was a mess. Yeah. But somehow, Adrian Peterson returned RB2 value wire to wire yeah, without tough. missing time. We have Geis coming back. They drafted Bryce Love. Jamison Crowder exits. They didn't really replace him with anybody, so it's basically Paul Richardson and Ugly. Josh Doxson. I want pretty much nothing from this offense. It's tough to. It's tough. I to want ha- one guy. Who? And that's why hey, I took Pig. my phone out because I just wanted to throw some weird uh, respect on his name. Who? It's Quinn, slot wide receiver <laughs> on the Redskins. He, he's he's an interesting guy. They they've committed to him in several senses of that, and they wanted to get wide yeah. receivers. They were in right. the in the market to to grow that team or grow that part of their team, and they just didn't, right? They drafted so, one yeah, from but Ohio State. He's this is Quinn is, like, solidified. The, the coaches, they're already talking about him. I think he's a guy that is going to go super, super late. Yeah. And I, the reason I took my phone out is I wanted to just make sure I had Trey right. Quinn. Yeah, I know. I got it. I know his name. He holds the all-time high school record for most career yards receiving. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's a really cool stat. Hashtag stats. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's something to go on, right? Yeah. I think he's a cool guy that's going to be like a cool guy in terms of like if you're building. like He wears leather jackets and, no, yeah. and sunglasses to the bar. <laughs> exactly. And that's the kind of guy you want on your fantasy team. Absolutely. Fun to root for. Yep. Yeah. But I think he's one of those slot wide receivers that you could get excited about, especially since they have shown that they throw to the slot in that organization. Yeah. All right. True. We, uh, 
AP. Dwayne Haskins. Also, I think AP's get a little disrespected. Yeah. We drafted him in the mock He's draft draftable episode. for sure. We we picked him in the mock. Yeah. We? No, I don't think we actually We did. thought about it for well, sure. Well, we though. definitely waxed poetic on it, and I think yeah. it was worthwhile yeah. to consider him and talk about him because obviously he did it last yeah. year. In a league where I have uh Darius Geis as a potential keeper candidate, I'm I'm thinking like I have to pick Adrian Peterson. Yes. yes. Just to, Absolutely. and I we know what league that is. And, right. Yeah. You know, you'll probably You get should. It. Yeah. I'll reach for him like I always do. <laughs> we'll move on to the NFC North. And last year, the Kings in the North were the Chicago Bears. 46.2% run, 53.8% pass. A lot of those runs. Lord Mitch. Yes. <laughs> Lord Mitch did have some scrambling ability. We, we loved Absolutely. his rushing capabilities I'll tell you last what, year. He had a hell of a game against the Patriots Unbelievable. last year. Like, and so did Trey Burton. And then he, he had several. Uh, that's a guy who, you know, you actually kind of brought him up in, during the mock draft, and I've been thinking on him. Like, if people are going to give me Trey Burton in the last round for free, I'm taking him every single I, yeah, time. Yeah, I'm back I'm not picking him. a tight end, and I'm, and I'm waiting it out. And if you're going to let me get – Trey Burton, fine. I'll pick him. I'll, yeah. I'll try again. Where he played with Mitch, there was a true connection. Absolutely. There was a there was a very nice uh, floor for both of them. Yeah. They were not just streamers. Mitch Trubisky was entering into the uh, category of you can start this guy every week. Yes. And everyone has seemed to forget about that. He popped off with some really big games, which is awesome to have. It's not like, and I hate to hate on a guy like Andy Dalton, who's a, a guy that I generally do like. Yes. But he doesn't have those 30 burgers. No. Right? Mitch Trubisky is going 30 burger for he you. He can explode. Yeah, and he's he's using his legs. He's doing all the things that we like, mm-hmm. and no one's giving him credit for it. Right. And I've always thrown a little bit too much credit on Mitch Trubisky's name. Yeah, but, you're a lover for sure. But I think it makes sense, and I think you know he's a guy that I'm definitely interested in, Trey Burton as well. Yeah, um, agreed. We'll see how that backfield shakes out with your boys. We're gonna be we'll we'll be monitoring that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm definitely gonna want to pay and attention that, that to. Running back is gonna have a ton of value, especially yes. because they have a good defense. And this is one of the first teams that we've been talking about that it's kind of the opposite trend in that they're near fifty fifty with their their play calling. Right, and that means that these running backs with a lead are going to be very, very, very useful, yeah. no matter what. And oh, that's yeah. part of the thing why Tariq Cohen has these turd games. Yes. Because yep. when they have the lead, why use Tariq Cohen? If Tariq Cohen was on a bad team, my God, he'd yeah, be he unstoppable. Would be, he'd be a legend. But they're just they're just a little too good for yeah. Cohen, who, yep. who I also value pretty highly. I, I just finished up my running back uh, projections. I got him right around the top 20 running back. Which, that's top, which is where he was yeah. last year. Yeah, that's where he's at. I, think yeah. he, I believe he actually finishes... 13 in full point PPR. Yeah. But he had a legend year. Yeah. yeah he there's did. no, there's no guarantee that that will always happen, especially when now they've went out and got two running backs with a full skill set, right? Rather than Jordan Howard, who has those uh, hands of stone. Right. Yes. Uh, wide receiver wise, uh, you know, Allen Robinson's Next. there. He's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a, you're one, basically quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Could it become Anthony Miller this year? As he takes, as he enters his second season, I like Anthony tough. Miller. It would be tough. Yeah, but it's going to be tough for all of them because you know right. Nagy does such a good job of rotating those players. The reason why Cohen is so good is because yeah. he gets carries and receptions, right. and he's yeah. used in a yeah. you know variety of ways. And Burton's a tight end, so anytime <laughs> you get a tight end an offense that actually scores yeah. points, that's why I'm like the Bears could actually score some points. Yeah. So like. You know, just having Burton, you know, as an option, as opposed to you know reaching on one of these other higher right. upside guys. I don't know. I think there are going to be weeks this season where Taylor Gabriel puts up wide receiver one numbers. He did last. And it's going to frustrate yeah. people to no end. Well, that's because Mitch was slinging the dang yeah. thing. Oh yeah. But if um, you know, God forbid, Allen Robinson goes down with another injury, which he seems to be off to do. Yeah. Um, Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller becomes the guy who. Could really, really take over the offense. Yeah, he's extremely yeah. interesting. At, but at that point. I mean, at that but you point, can't count on injuries. Yeah, that would be like. Yeah. A, but yeah, some are more likely than others. Yes. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah, True. absolutely. We'll go to Green Bay now. A very disappointing season leads to Mike McCarthy's in-season firing. Matt Lafleur comes in. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams still in the backfield. Randall Cobb sees his exit. Lafleur, Lafleur, Geronimo, Cramhole. <laughs> Allison, boys. Geronimo Allison. You're taking Allison over Jamon Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Equinemia St. Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy. What's the case? Is it because his name is easier to say? I love saying his name. <laughs> they have the name. best names. They really names. do have the best names. But the reason why is because he was actually pacing out for like – 
to finish his WR 13, I think, over the first four or five games of the season last year. He's getting peppered. You can really compare him to, like, the Devontae Adams of old. Yes. When yeah. there was Jordy Nelson, when there was Randall Cobb here and there. Yeah. And Devontae Adams would have these games. Right. And then he became, like, someone that – he. He got you championships from the waiver wire right. that year, right? Yeah. He was one of the most important waiver wire guys of the year. The offense doesn't change that much because nope. Aaron Rodgers is the offense and he becomes he has that sort of outside chance yes. to be super duper relevant. And he's great because he's he's good on deep routes, he's good on short routes. He and can play in the slot and he's been there for a while. And those other guys rapport. with the funky names just haven't been. Yeah, and they didn't produce last year when yeah. Allison and Cobb were out. So he's really stepping into a spot where he might be one of the only short to inter- intermediate options yeah. other than Adams that Rodgers can go to. And yeah. if that happens, this dude's going to catch 70 passes. He's going to push toward 1,000 yards and you know catch you a couple of touchdowns. He's going to be a good option, I think. He stepped into it. One of your favorite phrases. Yeah, he really did. He stepped yeah. into a lot of opportunity, and yeah. here he sits with Rodgers. Like, I think it's a perfect spot, and he's going in the double-digit rounds. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. I think we're all in agreement as well that Devontae Adams has a strong case to be the first wide receiver taken in fantasy drafts this summer. Absolutely. If you don't end up with that top-tier running back that I think you really I, wanted. I think I would do it. I think yeah. I would actually – I haven't done my receiver projections yet, but I think I'll have him first because Rodgers didn't even hit close to his – Ceiling last year of touchdown passes, he can throw forty, you know, or high thirties, one hundred eight. Yeah, I mean, twelve hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns for that's, Adams. That's what I'm it, saying. He could catch close to twenty touchdowns if yeah. you get a peak Rodgers here, right? To jump it to Rodgers, you know, he's finished as the QB one four separate times, and the, the, and the QB two and like QB three two, separate times, yeah, several times in between. And you know what? That potential exists absolutely for this year. And right. I think you have him as the quarterback one. I do. I know that I will have him as the quarterback one. Don, we'll see. He's got a face on. But that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm makes a, it. That's what makes it good. If we all had the same opinion, it wouldn't be as valuable. Yeah, right. But I mean, he's going to be great this year. No doubt about it. The running backs confuse me a little bit, not because I don't know which one's better. I definitely the coaches. Everybody, everybody <laughs> except the coaches does. My yeah, God. but the coaches, you know. The coaches that exit, Mike McCarthy or whatever, you bring in LaFleur, you bring in someone from the Tennessee Titans who didn't figure it out last year. No. And I've said that before, but it's scary yeah, enough. For sure. Make You've got to think that he saw Derrick Henry and was like, wow, I was wrong. I yep. need to just go with who, it, whoever I see <laughs> as It just the best makes runner. me hesitate on draft day is all. Yeah. I was looking at the carries, man. Deion Lewis got so many carries last year. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. We'll go to Detroit. Speaking of confounding running back situations, carry <laughs> no uh, on Johnson was held out of the last, I think it was eight or nine games, but he a looked lot. great. They bring in CJ Anderson with Theo Riddick still there. Matt Stafford coming back. Marvin Jones coming back. Kenny Galladay seems to have stepped into his, I can be an alpha receiver in this league role yeah. at the end of last year. Of course, we know he played better with Marvin Jones in the lineup, Yeah, but no golden Tate as we know. And this could be an. In, this is always an interesting offense. They are always towards the top of the league and plays run. Stafford yes. throws it a ton of times. He's you know four thousand, four thousand, five thousand, five thousand, four thousand. Yeah. Over the last few seasons. Yeah, he he's, slings it. You know, so you know this is a great offense to target the passing game. Yeah, I mean, and I just don't absolutely. know what the running game looks well, like. Well, that's why I want to even segue into this because Carryon Johnson is squarely part of the passing game, and I yes. think that's what makes him a very valuable. Um, asset to your fantasy lineup. He's one of two running backs last year that caught a hundred percent of catchable passes thrown to him. Wow. Was the other Christian McCaffrey? The other one was not. No. Wh- who do you think it was? He just got too many. He just got yeah. too many targets. Uh, who do you think? It's a guy who got a lot of work too. A guy who got Melvin a lot of receiving Gordon. work. Yeah. That's no. a good guess. Uh, Matt Breda. Oh Ooh. wow! And he lived, and he was like right there in yards per carry. I know he's so. God, annoying. somebody needs to he's pay Matt be, Breda. I mean, it's going to be so weird this year with that backfield. I'm not ready to figure that one out. I don't know who is. Yeah. Hopefully, one of them gets traded, right? You got to think. Who knows, man? Well, there's a lot to uncover about that. I yeah, don't actually for know. Sure. Because Watch Brady can't. gets traded to the Packers. That would suck. <laughs> just to make it even worse in Green Bay, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I just want to mention that Carrion is super involved in that backfield that way. He'll but be Garrett, on the field the most out of Garrett the three. But Garrett Blunt got a ton of carries, and he exits Too many. the offense. So I'm a huge Carrion supporter for this yeah. year. Yeah, uh, you have re- been pretty high on him as these episodes have been coming through. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually wind up being super high on him to yeah. the point that it might uh, make or break me. Yeah, but, but, no, but I get that. Yeah. You have to have those guys that you stand on and those guys that you 
through. You know, you do the research and you're like, I'm picking him yeah. here. By and the if it burns backs, me, it burns by me. By the running backs ranking episode, I will have the bare bones truth of the matter. Yeah, right. Whole, it, as I see it, right. With supporting documentation. This is Tom's. Yes, this is Tom's investigative documentary. Right now, we're in the Kara cocktail Johnson. napkin phase. Yes. right. Where it's like, <laughs> yes. where you're just pitching ideas, and you're kind of right. like getting a feel for the the landscape of the yeah. game as it is right now. Right. And then when we get into you know research and development, <laughs> then. I'm going to have some supporting documentation before we I go talk to investors. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you got to be prepared. Now we're, at that point we're nursing a glass on the rocks. Yeah, and then I'm <laughs> right? Then, well, I don't I, I don't know. I I don't think that made a lot of sense. Cocktail no. napkin expression Great. is just like you, we decided to make a business together, so oh, we were You wrote writing, it down on a cocktail napkin. Exactly. Okay, it's yeah. a common phrase. It is not that not, common. One of the not things with, not that in my uh, line of work, not um, in your professional <laughs> no, line of work. One of no. the things I'm interested for for the lines. There's there's no short to intermediate receiving option with Golden Tate gone, and you know Galladay didn't really prove himself to be that slot receiver uh, last year. Are you going to this, TJ Hawkins? Yes. Okay. I actually I think I about. actually think that he might have a chance to do some work this year as a short to intermediate guy that Stafford can trust. You know, the comparisons to Gronk have been plentiful as much as I will and never egregious. agree with something <laughs> like that, you know, for someone who's never played it down. But, you know, he, he's going to he's gonna be out there, and they're going to need somebody. Yeah. And we know wow. Jesse James ain't going to do it. So, you know, who is? It's not going to be TJ Jones. He had his shot last year. Tom gave him the call up even with the pump Tom pick once him, or yeah. twice. But, you know, someone else is going to have to do it because it wasn't right. anyone that was on the current roster. They bring in Hawkinson. As much as it's a rookie tight end and I'm not excited for him, the other side of me is like, you know what? This guy actually might have a real shot. If he's a fi- he's a 15th round pick. Opportunity, you know? yeah. That's, a, that's why I like him. Yeah, so, you know? <laughs> so it's like it's neither – I'm not saying anything to your theory, but right. it's neither here nor there because yeah. it's like – What's the investment? Who right. cares? Try right. it out. Why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a similar situation to what Evan Ingram stumbled into two years ago. Sometimes opportunity can outweigh the position's well, it's a reputation. Extremely similar situation to yeah. Eric Ebron's first year yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he failed spectacularly, inside, stuff, but yeah. through a lot of things that, you know, it's not that the Lions didn't try. You know, Ebron is always up yeah. there with the most drops in the league. Yeah. Even on the Colts, uh, even right. though he seems yeah. to it's have been it's reborn. A, it's a targeted position, and it's a need for the offense. Yeah. Just someone to pay attention to. Yeah. For sure. Minnesota. Cocktail napkin face. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Minnesota, they had sneaky top 10 QB option, Kirk Cousins, who was in his first year with the team last year. Diggs and Thielen, wide receiver, one threats each week. Dalvin Cook really put it together once he came back Dalvin at full strength. Dalvin Cook, baby. Um. Kyle All Rudolph, the Dalvin Cook. Kyle Rudolph is not going to rework his contract and is like demanding more money, which I don't know. When did Kyle Rudolph? Well, no, no, they, I think Rudolph they are was? actually coming to a head, and yeah. they're gonna they're oh, gonna cut or trade him. Right? No, 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 no. They're gonna they're gonna keep him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? And which did the Vikings forget who Kyle Rudolph? I, is? I don't know if Ink <laughs> has met paper. But it looks like surprising you know, with the with the Irv Smith. I know, pick. and that sucks for people who are like, oh, we just had our dynasty startup, yeah. and Irv Smith went. Kind of considerably high. Yeah. So if that happens, it could like literally kill shot his fantasy career already. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not his career because I don't see Rudolph staying too long. Certainly but. this year. Well, let me look up the deal. Let me see if let me. Uh, yeah. You yeah, guys can wax research. poetic meantime, about Scott, Diggs and Thielen. That exactly. What, that was exactly where I was going to go. You know, I think you and I both would take Thielen over Diggs at this oh point. Oh my god. But a million times out of a million. I just wish like it's a no doubter. You, you see like Diggs is one of the best highlight reel guys in the NFL in terms of his route running Incredible and his receiver. contested catchability and it, you just like it's just not there as consistently as it is for Thielen. It's and so not you're, Kirk. It's cuz yeah. it's not Kirk like he runs those outside X receiver routes where right. Thielen plays the inside. That's where Kirk's comfortable. That's why James Crowder, Jameson Crowder caught a million passes, and so did Jordan yeah. Reed, and so did Chris Thompson, and the list goes on and on of short, intermediate-type receivers who have that quick cut ability and that agility. That's where he targets. Yeah. If the if the Vikings ever got a receiver that could throw to the outside, Diggs would be a monster, right. but it's just not the case. And yeah. for that reason, you have to react based off their situation, not off their talent. Is the more talented receiver maybe? Maybe Diggs. Yeah. I'm going to say maybe because I actually think Thielen's probably the better route runner and, and all that. It should but. be noted that the Vikings skid that basically
basically ousted them from the playoffs last year happened once defenses started keying in on Thielen instead of keying in on Diggs. Exactly. And so, yep. the, you know, they've got some real improvements to make in that passing game. It'll still be potent, but if they're going to get to that next level and if, you know, Thielen's going to be and one of the things that I, back-to-back wide receiver one type of guy, like, that's what they're going to need to figure out. And, and one of the things I wanted to bring up from uh, from the article that I wrote, they're bringing in they, – they kept the offensive coordinator from when they went run heavy, and that's why I'm so big on Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like, he was so much better – with uh, that offensive coordinator and with the the idea that they're going to be a run first team, I'm expecting them to be run first this year. I'm expecting Dalvin to have a big year, Do you, and I'm expecting Diggs I've got to be the one that Dalvin gets the most hurt. For you. Let's hear it. Which week do you think he played the highest percentage of snaps? Week one, seventeen. <laughs> seventeen, not so bad. He ninety three percent in week seventeen. Wow, right? um, and toward the back half of the that's season, when that's when Murray was just done. Yeah, just but like if. I guess there's two ways you could spin this, right? It's they didn't care enough to protect him in week 17, right? Or they they knew they everything was are on the line with just giving him 90. percent So it's yeah. one of those. It's one right. of those two, right? And uh, I have confirmed via Twitter that Kyle Rudolph has been offered an extension. Okay, but Inc. has not met paper. Okay. Um, now because of the news with. Uh, Ben Watson being suspended for four games, which just broke about an hour ago. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the Rudolph to the Patriots rumors are a buzz. A buzz. Lame. Makes sense to me. Because the Patriots might he might end up just being a, a touchdown salary score. restriction casualty. <laughs> ben yeah, Watson, I mean. We'll see. I mean, or we'll he can see. catch ten touchdowns. Or That's he New England for catch ten touchdowns in three weeks. Um <laughs> We're not handcuffing Dalvin Cook with Amir Abdullah, are we? No, no I think it's. I it's, think it's even Addison, the rookie, and, and yeah. Abdullah, yeah. uh, Madison. That will combine for you know, something you don't kicks. something you don't want. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think they're going to commit to Dalvin. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, right. it, the tea leaves are reading that, and it's exciting. If the yeah. guy can stay stay healthy, he's going to get close to fifteen hundred right. total yards. But it is important to monitor who the handcuff will become. Yes. Oh yeah. We re- we go now to the dirty, dirty South, and we'll start with the Saints. Uh, lower on the list in terms of offensive plays run than you might have expected. They were 46.6% r- run, 53.4% pass. I think the I think the rushing numbers go down now that Mark Ingram's left the team. He's replaced by Latavius Murray. Big spot. We, we think that this is going to be a big increase. I think this is going to be a big increase in Alvin Kamara's snap share. Alvin Kamara, which, 81 catches two years in a row. That's nice. Just I, an interesting stat. I'll take the over on that for, <laughs> for this I'll take season the as over well. As well. Uh, I agree with you. He's, you know, he he's has a bona fide first stats. rounder. Thomas, bona fide first, second round guy. I think a lot of people are going to be like picking him. him in the first round. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be the one. I wouldn't be the one to. I get, Only full I get point why. PPR. Yeah I, yeah, I get why. The catch rate is absolutely incredible. And like you said, full PPR. You know, If he has a catch rate of 85% again, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think he, I think he scored three touchdowns in their first two games. And ended the season with eight, yeah. which is not like if you're going to take a receiver in the first round, you want that ten touchdown potential. And yeah. now his he his season it. where he had the most touchdowns was his rookie year when he had nine. He, so and, had I we, mean, nine and well, eight is good enough. It's, it's great. It's yeah. good enough. He, he was is, a wide receiver one so last year. Part of what makes him so successful is, and I'll I'm going to say this kind of stuff like a thousand times every year. Right. But he runs so many routes in the slot. Oh yeah, he's led the league in slot yards per route run each year. Hashtag last stats. year and this year. Damn. Or you know this last year and the year before, right. whatever you want to phrase it as. So that's why he's such an intermediate target guy and not scoring as many touchdowns or whatever. Right. He's not actually one of the slot receivers who score. He's yeah. just actually a stand out like the best slot receiver in the game kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So I think he's the best one. He might be. He he's doesn't drop there. the ball. No. Which, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, it's a good, it's a, it's a fair question. He's yeah. a good, he's a great candidate. I'm just wondering. I think it's weird. These Keenan days, Allen's awesome out of the yeah, slot. I think you know, there's some days, guys who are There's so really much good. movement. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, it's not like he is only in the slot. No. So it's hard to say who's the best slot. The best guys, it, it just makes sense to put them in the slot. You know, that's why you're going to see Devontae Adams. The Packers even said it already that he's going to play more slot receiver. You gonna, need to give them more freedom ugh, of motion yeah. and that type of stuff. So it just makes sense. And yep. they're the easiest to get the ball to, which is why we harp on that. And it's why I love those players, especially in the recent years. We can move on to another team who should use their best receiver in the slot, maybe a little more. Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, you know, they kind of do stick listen, Julio in there, but 
I mean, like I said, I haven't done the projections yet. I can't imagine having Julio outside my top three or four wide receivers. Where'd this you year. have Matt Ryan in your quarterbacks? Um, he was in the top ten. I think I had him like eight or nine. That's squarely where he should be because people are. I think again, forgetting he's been a top three quarterback two out of the last three years. He's awesome. I mean, he's been great. His, his their offense is a machine, and that passing attack with yep. Calvin Ridley in his second year, Muhammad Sanu is is a sneaky stud. Hooper's a good receiver. Ito Smith can do it. You get Devontae Freeman healthy for a little bit at yep. some point. I think they could go right back to not only being a great fantasy team, but a yep. Super Bowl contending team again. Falcons play call percentages were 65-35 in favor of pass. Do we see that, Tom, returning a little bit to closer to even? Um, yeah. It has Devontae to if they're going to win back. The reason is, and the reason for this is is almost not even fantasy relevant. Their but defense it, it becomes horrific. Yeah, exactly. So their defense was riddled with injuries, and they had to play catch-up ball all the time, which just put Matt Ryan into hero mode. And for that reason, I'm not as excited about Matt Ryan as you guys seem to be. Right. Which is okay. I think he's, I think he's a great candidate for a top-10 season. I'm not saying take no, him as yeah. the third quarterback well, in your draft, but... Right. Like, All I'm saying is good the, value yeah, to me. The, the the way that the game is dictated is always by the points on the actual scoreboard in yeah. real football. Yes. So you have to sometimes yeah. step back. You go, yeah. down, so you go down too early. You have yeah. to throw and throw yeah. and throw. You got to kind of zoom out sometimes and look at it as real football before you look at it at fantasy football right. Right. level. Yeah. And as a real football team, they're mega successful. And the fact that they are mega successful means they spread the ball out. They yes. have a lot of contributing players. Julio Jones, I 100% agree, is an amazing wide receiver option. And I think they're even talking about extending him. So he's like, got, yeah, yeah. he's got time left on his career, which 14, is just great. News. 1,400 four straight seasons for Julio. Yeah, My you lock God. in 1,400 yards, and that's going to help out your fantasy lineup. So for me, I'm the most interested in him. Um, I think Calvin Ridley could be interesting, but I could also see him scoring less touchdowns yes. for the exact reasons that I just laid out. What did he have, 12? Yeah. He was a double-digit touchdown I think, guy. Or I 10, think, yeah, yeah, maybe I think 9 he, or 10 I think he right graced the double digits or is being considered one at least yeah. right now. But I think he's probably the most likely to suffer if Matt Ryan he also suffers. He had some blow-up games. That game against the Saints it he was, was, right? I, I'm not complaining about the yeah, guy. You yeah, know, but right. you gotta, you. If you're playing with Julio Jones, in, in some regards you're playing against him. Yeah, he <laughs> had. True. Sorry, that's, I just um. If you just, play, if you're both playing receiver, there's yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. Ridley had 64 catches for 821 yards and 10 touchdowns last yep. year. Awesome, 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 awesome rookie year. Uh, Ito Smith is going to take the place of Tevin Coleman in the rushing attack. Rest Are in you peace, drafting? Tevin Coleman. Uh, on the Falcons. Yeah. It's big for us. So the question is, are you (laughs) drafting Ito Smith exactly where Tevin Coleman would have been drafted if he were still on the Falcons? The beauty of him is he's not going to have to go that early. Okay. That's what's so great about him. He's going super late. Do you value him the same way as you would of Tevin Coleman? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that he's as good as Tevin Coleman. No. That's worth noting. We talk about Ito Smith a lot, but it's because we've always targeted that Tevin Coleman role. Right. Because we love Tevin Coleman. Yeah, but I don't think Devonta Freeman has the ability to stay healthy. Scott, you didn't even give him project him for 16 games. No, I didn't give him the full 16. You can't in good conscience do it. No, I I couldn't bring myself to give him a full 16. And that's the point is that that means that for at least some small exposure, Edo Smith will be the main ball carrier yes. for one game or two. Yep. And because you have to treat Devonta Freeman that way, Edo Smith will be involved in every single game. Oh, yeah. He was good inside the red zone last year. He was. You can't take that away from him. He can catch the ball. And he can catch the ball. And those two things in fantasy make you relevant, especially on a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So that's the that's the case. Yeah. And it, the, to own that backfield, especially after these you know frustrating years of Devonta Freeman and Edo Smith being a relatively unknown factor, a five and a ten. This, yeah, this backfield becomes as cheap as it ever has been, and not that much has changed. No, so that's yeah. why their I'm offensive interested. line got better through the draft. That, that too, that got incredibly better. Thank yeah. you for pointing that. And one their out. defense literally could not get worse. Their defense yeah. is getting both their safeties and their best coverage linebacker back. They're so they're gonna one. That, I think they're gonna one eighty. They're gonna be that team that's one eighty. I don't want to. Sounds important what you just said. <laughs> I don't want to poo poo Edo Smith, right? I just no. think that the external factors lead to his success, right? And More I don't so think he's Devante bad. Freeman. I'm just not. I'm just the not external like, factors leading to someone's success is perfectly fine with us. Yeah, yeah. as long as it's successful. As long as yeah. the factors. Matter and I think he, and I think he played well. Yeah. yeah so there yeah. you go. The, some metrics say that he played bad. Yeah. But 
That's the case. You know, there's yeah. a lot the of eye metrics. Test says he didn't. There's a lot of bad. metrics that say Melvin Gordon plays bad yes, all the time. All he's the time. not a yards per carry legend, right? No, no. But he still goes in the first slash second round, and you, you want so. him there. Right? Yeah, yeah. And why? Because he scores touchdowns and he catches the ball. Damn right. So if Edo Smith can do that on a micro scale, at you yeah. can count on it for a week or two, yeah. and that's worth drafting. So that's man. the that's the pitch, and that's where you can get agreed. Him. Let's go to Carolina. Speaking of scoring touchdowns and catching the ball. Carolina will be headlined by Christian McCaffrey this year, thanks to Cam. I over under talk about him. Uncertainty. I, we shouldn't I mean, even he's, talk about him. He's, he's over under consideration for one hundred and one. Correct. Yeah. Over under ninety nine point five receptions. Over for Christian McCaffrey. Over first you running back ever to go back to back. I have him under. I was looking at yours. I, I mean, have him under a hundred this year at ninety seven, <laughs> but under. 100. You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that and remember it. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough like four running backs ever have gotten there. I mean, he's the guy, and he yeah. is one of them. If he's, so. yeah, if it's anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. Nobody's yeah. ever done it twice, so he would be the first. I say he to goes under, like I said, but he's right like there, that. and he's yeah. going to be awesome. Um, DJ Moore interests me, but you know, it's Not all any, rested on Cam's shoulder. Where he went in that first mock draft that we did, yeah, I was, I'm, but I'll tell you, the way out on him. Right where now. I like where Curtis Craig, Samuel for that, because yeah, Curtis also Samuel. in dynasty leagues, pay attention to him. I know I have him in both of mine, so like right. toot my own horn a little bit. But he's just one of those guys who's super young. Yeah, like he just is super young, and he came in that same group of people. And he's where done like, it. He's there done was well. other super young guys that people were really psyched about. Yeah, so he wasn't like as hyped up no like he's no juju obviously right but he's the same age right at least for now they have different birthdays <laughs> but my point know. is is that like and he's he played he's successful. had good games he was just too. as good as um what's his name dj moore last year another guy too like wait till the last round if people are really gonna let you draft greg olsen as your starting tight end That's in the crazy. 12th round do it. Yeah. Like, if someone's going to let you do it, please do it. Yeah. Because he's going to catch five for 50 and maybe a touchdown pretty much every week. He's proven he can do that when healthy. And, Cam and if he's unhealthy, then you drop him. But you're never going to have a chance to draft somebody that right. good and that proven that late at tight end. It's a good yeah. point. Uh, we'll go now to the darlings of this show. In the off season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What about last? What about last year too? Yeah, we, uh, well, we've always loved. We them. love them. The Bucks bring the fantasy points, baby. Yeah. They let them up on defense and they score them on offense. They're must see TV. It's beautiful for us. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could get their their you know a local broadcast <laughs> up here. It'd be amazing. Yeah. It's crazy because like we're so hyped on this team, and I truly believe that they're starting running back for most of the season. Is on another team right now. <laughs> like I don't know how you go into they're or going a free to trade agent or something. Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones really well, yeah. Bruce Ellington this again. And, and Andre Ellington. I, that's, I meant no, I just combined their cousins or no, something. Just, well, regardless, right. I just combined Bruce Arians right. and Andre Ellington yeah. is what I did because Andre Which Ellington is they're a perfect because, fit. and it's because Andre Ellington right is so like. Uh, synonymous with Bruce Arians. Yeah. You think of those two together. And he keeps bringing in other guys. He's bringing in all his boys, oh, which yeah. I don't like. I hope some people get cut. And I agree, Don. I hope someone else goes there. I hope LaShawn McCoy goes there. I hope Jay Ajayi goes there. That'd I hope great. a stud lands Matt there. Because they are, they, are, they are not with a stud right now. No, it's no. just true. And they haven't been since they had Doug Martin good version. Yeah, <laughs> for a year. <laughs> and then you didn't ever you never really know which version you were going to get anyway. No. So it would be you cool. Truly did not. It'd be cool if they got someone else. I think you can really underpay Jay I think you can pretty much underpay Sean Le- uh, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. He's coming off one of his well, worst seasons. Well, Buffalo will be paying him too, so he's not going to be looking for Well, that if Buffalo cuts him by a certain point, contract. they save $6 million, which is why he's the guy on the tip of my tongue. Right. Yeah, uh, he's the guy to cut yeah. money-wise. So it's just uh, it's an interesting thing. Right. But for what they do have, the receiving core is obviously very interesting. Chris Godwin's price is getting out there. Uh, Lash- he's, a top, he's being almost, almost as a top 20 wide receiver, and he's never gotten there. Um, No, not even close. So but it's thing, a lot of good faith that you're putting him on. Yeah, but it makes a, a ton lot of coach sense. Speak it does make trusting. a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. They're going to be throwing a ton. It makes they a ton lost of sense. receiving options. They lost so many targets from Adam Humphreys. And, and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and they want to make – Godwin a Larry Fitzgerald role so that says a lot about the slot he's a big yes. guy he can score and he can play the outside if he him needs and to Jameis as well. are pretty good together yeah so if they want to use him like Larry then you got to draft him like Larry I guess 
Which, I won't, and we won't we won't draft him because he'll go too high. But I probably I do, won't have him. I do think OJ Howard too is going to have a really. Is good Is this year. the end of Cameron Braid if OJ Howard stays healthy for all sixteen? Uh, I think he's I don't young think enough the, that he could maybe just succeed somewhere else. But he'll also always be a good spot start just because yeah. of that upside for for scoring a quick touchdowns. Touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Jameis loves him. It would be hard to see him phased out entirely, but I don't think this is uh, the Cameron Bright year. I think they go two tight ends a lot. Yeah, they, and they, they move OJ Howard around a little bit because he's more of like a hybrid tight end that yeah. can play more receiver. And I mean, you they have, have Bright on the line. They have to go two tight ends oh, because they don't have any other receivers. Left. Right, they let exactly, Humphreys go. Yeah. They traded Deshaun Jackson, so they're really buying into the Chris Godwin hype themselves. And I think they're going to put a lot of onus on these two tight ends to help carry some weight in the pass game because, as we know, you know. It's not going to come from the running back position, it seems like. Jameis Winston. You got Mike Evans being drafted as a top 10 receiver. Chris, Hardly, Chris Godwin's, by the way. Yeah. Chris Godwin's in me. the top 20. <laughs> I know. OJ Howard's in the top, <laughs> you know, seven tight ends drafted. Jameis Winston's still being drafted outside the top 12 at quarterback. He's a insanely cheap. He's not going to get benched this year like he was last year. For Ryan Fitzpatrick, like there's no one backing him up. He could, he could get benched for someone, but it would have to get really ugly, and it could get really ugly for him. As a, as it's, it's the leader of the Jameis bandwagon, I will even admit that it could get so ugly that he's out of the league by the end of this year if he just tanks out. No one wants to resign him. All that stuff. I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, I think that they're going to be losing a lot of games, and his throw total is just going to be so high. And Arians loves to pass be, regardless. Exactly, of the score. it's going to be impossible for him not to just. He's going to be that volume quarterback this year that Blake Bortles type quarterback that keeps throwing you know through the mess and end up getting getting you 15 plus a week right yeah it's gonna be ugly but it'll work probably for fantasy and we don't mind that not at all we love that as a matter of fact we'll go to the west the Super Bowl losing team the Los Angeles Rams are poised for another great run the offense is gonna be as potent as ever but for the first time since McVay took over cup Woods, Cooks. Cooks. Give me the order. Cup, Woods, Cooks. You got Cooks last? Nah, he, he will finish better than some of them, potentially, but I don't like to go for that ride. Yeah, you just don't like the, the, his style. I know. I, we've had this debate for years over yeah. Brandon Cooks because I'm fine with it, and you you don't like it as much. And I get. I understand exactly where you're coming from, yeah. too, but you would, you would say who, Don? Cooks. Cooks first? Yep. Then? Then it's probably going to be Cup, but I think it should be Woods. I would well, go. Cooper Cup tore his ACL. Yeah, like, but the receivers have a tough time starting off the season strong. Have you seen any drills? I saw. I saw a couple of videos of him in camp. He actually he's cutting good. He's stopping and going pretty good. He it's looks that, like he's going to be It's the red zone target share for me that makes Cup the most interesting because he could. He owned it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a red it's zone amazing. darling. He has amazing usage all over the field for them. It seemed like last year, and why I would rate him first. I would probably go Cup and then Cooks and then Woods. They used Cup in such an inventive way. He was catching weird, you know, like wheel route, long touchdowns. He was scoring in the red zone, like Tom said. He does so much for them because he's so unique and because you have to respect Brandon Cook's speed, yeah. you know, and you really kind of have to respect uh, Woods, you know, agility and route if running. Woods it, it falls, kind of puts like Woods is one of the most unsexy guys and that I would love to pick. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not saying like I have to have Cup or no one. Like I'll take Woods all maybe, the time. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe the advice is really just wait it out and see which one comes last that's really what, one it is. for me that's what i do yeah I, I mean cup was a guy that i was mega targeting last year but the yeah. secret's out kind of on cup so he's gonna be right. priced accordingly and then you know whoever falls is you know I, I i love to take part in that yeah a funny little tidbit here they just signed cups um is it his brother as a linebacker no kidding yeah wow. undrafted and they signed him why not wow. yeah. that's cool so pretty cool. Yeah, that two is cups, cool. one team. Wow. Yeah, it's usually just one cup. I know. I know. You you usually only need one. They're double fisting cups right now. Um, the cup being you. You really only wanted one cup. Yes. That was like it was the shared nature of that video. We got it. That we made it. it two cups. This any is... other team, please, just something um, else. My, well, I have something burning holes in my brain. I right mean, now. we can't have Los Angeles. We can't have a Los Angeles Rams discussion without talking about Todd Gurley. Yeah, he's the, a projected first rounder. His knee certainty could not be any more unclear. The reports today are reports of are the not negative good. nature. Yeah, they haven't been good I, since the playoffs. My basically. projections had him around six or seven, depending on how I felt that day. I've been teetering behind, between him and David Johnson, deciding who I want to go over under what. What have you? But I mean, I think that 
You don't pass up this guy's upside because the truth of the matter is he could score 20 touchdowns even on a bum knee and even doing it, you know, just where they want to just give him high-quality touches because he's an awesome back, and if he's even a little bit healthy, he can still get it done. But the the, the handcuff is going to be affordable, but how affordable? That's the question, right? They have so a few like, running backs back there too, so it's a little scary. Yeah. Because is it I a clear handcuff? I think Henderson starts creeping into the Or is it John Kelly and Henderson in summer. this combo Or is it a thing. combo? Yeah. And then it's like, God – this That's sucks. what really you know, sucks. Then, yeah. that, then, you, then that first round pick of Gurley really starts to bite you. And that's My advice why, is if you go through the receivers or if you go through the running backs and Gurley's on the board, pick a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, just uh, Pick Hopkins. Juju. Just two more things. Jared Goff, the most dependable fantasy quarterback I can think of. He's great against bad defenses. He's not so great against good defenses. That is true. He you literally wears him. a sign on his forehead that lets you know when he's going to yep. play good or bad. You're yep. right, Don. And, uh, You're right. We, we loved this special at the end of the year last year. Don't forget that any time a Rams receiver is hurt, Josh Reynolds will be startable. Josh Reynolds is almost worth drafting and stashing the whole year. He fell short of the, the end zone like six times, though. Yep. It, yeah. it really pissed me off. As and he still had, had five touchdowns last yeah, year. He's a big guy. He's yeah. just like Cooper Cup, so yeah. they don't change the playbook at all. He's the he's He just the next slots right up. in, I know. Yeah. it's And he slots in at any one of those positions, yep. like you I said. definitely would not draft him, though. It's he's just a guy. He's they, a guy. Don't, they, they don't substitute. No, it's just crazy how he becomes immediately relevant because of that. Though, yeah. like if one of them goes down or something happens, he's the next because guy. they don't substitute. Not only is he coming in, he's playing eighty percent of the snaps yeah. in if the best more. offense if in the more. league. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. I think when he when his contract's up, I don't think he wants to be the fourth fiddle in that offense. Anyway, mm-hmm. we will move on now to the only team that ran more than it passed last year, gentlemen. Who was it? Seattle. It was Seattle, but oh, but yeah. but why, not Baltimore. Nope. Wow. Baltimore Shocking. was at Baltimore was at forty eight point two percent rushing, fifty one point eight percent passing. So because of the Lamar Jackson Shocking. offensive revamp, it was close. Yeah, and they would have if Lamar started all sixteen. Yeah, no doubt. You can expect but that this year. It was. Him. Oh yeah. It was Seattle who ran more than they Russell passed. They were Wilson. the only team in the league. They ran more than they passed. Russell Wilson, most passing touchdowns of his career. So weird. They used him so well, and he threw to score last year. I kind of expect a little bit more of that. They're going to chunk him, chunk Hard him, chunk repeat, him. Hard to repeat, though. And then they're going to stick in his stomach, pull it out, and let him make big touchdown-type plays. I mean, I think he's good enough to do that. No one stands up for Russell Wilson as much as me, right. probably. He's great. But I – it's hard to repeat that, and if they go run heavy and the run is successful, right, then it just steals it out of his head. But like, I think the reason that the run was so successful was because there was always that the chance threat. that he just pulls it out yeah. and throws a fifty-yard touchdown, and like the combination of those two things make made their whole offense really successful. And that's why DK Metcalf could have a big role. Yes. David Moore could have that exact role. They're kind of going to battle that out, I suppose. Yes, I think and so I think too. Russell Wilson is one of those quarterbacks who's good enough that he's not just hyper-targeting somebody. No. He's yep. hitting the open man, which is why you always had curse and other people who were relevant in the offense oh, yeah. even when they weren't like fantasy relevant Will players. Disley. Yeah. <laughs> Disley, I think he's healthy. He's back. Yeah. yeah, he'll be back. I'm excited for him. <laughs> yeah. I was, I I was going to bring him up. It could be a very interesting one. He could be a fifth. 15th round guy that's no problem there yeah but again lack of attempts makes it a little scary but man did he start last year strong uh backfield though we've talked about it a lot even on the mock draft episode we locked up the whole thing it's just get the the whole thing the idea is that there's so many attempts and they're the only team to be above that 50 percent moniker there so that's i think it makes so much sense to to get get both of these guys Yeah. yeah it really does yep seahawks get cincinnati week one in case anybody's looking to stream will disley (laughs) <laughs> that's good happen that's all right no perfect Perf- yeah forever is it finally time? yeah i thought they cut him oh they I, cut. I'm, yeah, no I'm pretty sure right. they cu- i'm pretty sure they cut if him. he's not cut and he's on the team he'll be suspended by <laughs> yeah, week one yeah. so. I was say, that's yeah. about three suspensions too late for them to oh, finally no, cut he's him. on the raiders yeah that's what i thought oh, he got yeah, he's yeah, on the raiders, he's the raiders. okay 100 because he's right. uh teammates with antonio brown yeah. now so that's weird oh yeah that's right so seattle you guys mentioned the receivers just you know no doug baldwin R. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lockett is the heir apparent to the Baldwin role. It seems role. like it. And they, they've said it as well, so we'll, we'll see if that yeah. materializes. Who would you rather have? I, I know it's a little crazy to say this now, but I think it's actually going to be close come season time. Tyler Lockett or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Oh, that's tough. It's tough, right? Because if you say Tyler Lockett, you're throwing a ton of respect on his name. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think I'm going to say Tyler Lockett. And Scott hates Amari Cooper. But it, here's the thing. Like it kind of just goes to show <laughs> the difference in uh, the way we like to build our teams. Yeah. Yes. Because I don't like Amari Cooper because he's like Brandon Cooks. Yes. It's just like that. Exactly. So I, I like, mean, Tyler, like Tyler Lockett. Lockett is too, though. Not He won't be, though. He's going to be more possession. So. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have the most targets he's ever had. All right. Fair enough. And I can probably say that confidently. Yes, I think so I don't too. think Scott will bet against me with that one. No, I can't. Yes. I can't. Not on that one. <laughs> we will go to San Francisco, and this is a team, guys, who is going to – you're going to take everything that they did last season, and you're going to completely forget about it because they've got Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, Jarek McKinnon coming back. They signed Tevin Coleman. They drafted Debo Samuel. Drafted Debo Samuel. Dante Pettis is back. Pierre Marquise Garcon's Goodwin's gone. back. It's It's – like the only thing that you're counting on probably is George Kittle. I think their offense is going to be good. Kittle was good. And I'm with, excited great, for yeah. none of it. But he was good with Garoppolo too, yeah. which it keeps the excitement level high for me. Yeah, he's being drafted as tight end two or three, depending on who people prefer between him and Ertz. Yeah, and like I thought he was going to be like four or five range. Like he's right in the second and third with Ertz and Kelsey. Which yeah, he's I'm, a little, that's a little too, too high, high for me. man. It's too high. I won't have him. I would rather have two wide receivers before I draft George, George Kittle. Absolutely. And Every time. Back. And two running backs. Or two yeah. running backs. Yeah. yeah. I know Agreed. both. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. take him till you know. The, the fifth. fifth round. Yeah. I agree. yeah. I agree with you. Not kidding. It's like, what? So Because he had a one year that come hell or high water, they had to give him the ball. Matt Breida, they literally patched him up every week and threw him out on the field because they had He's no players. Bastard. You know what I mean? Like, they did every, they had nothing else. And Shanahan threw up every tight end play he ever created in his life last year to just move the football. It I sounds just, like you're expecting not regression ready. from Kittle. I'm expecting regression <laughs> from Kittle, Don. Exactly. Is he going to get third, 1,400 yards and another 10 touchdowns? I'm sorry. I just don't think so. Interesting point. I hope so, though. I would be, it would be awesome if he did. It's just, a, you know, standard it's tight ends. Kittle man. outscored Ertz. I believe it. Yeah, he had so many yards. Yeah. Yards are everything. And he had so many huge plays. And he had too. three fewer oh, touchdowns than that Ertz game too. against the Broncos. My was God. Wild. Was yeah. that was the last week of the season, I think? It, it was somewhere that was, it was important uh, because it killed week me fifteen somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It was week fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. It was we in were our watching league, with actually. you when it yeah. happened, yeah. Um I was pissed off and now I am again. Sorry, bud. It's all right, bro. Well, we'll move on but, to Arizona then, because this should be this should be a fun team to preview. Kyler Murray, we think that he is going to be got him in my top a ten. Godsend for this team, he'll be in my top ten. It's I difficult. don't understand how they're going to give him don't the keys. Put him in your top. Report ten. Report came out yesterday that they may exclusively run shotgun. So, oh like, my god! So if so, here's and here's the thing. Like, I'll give you a peek behind the curtain of like what the projections are like. If you throw the ball for 220 yards per game, that's 3,500 yards for a season. If you run the ball for 50 yards a game, that's 800 rushing yards in a season. So if you think he's going to throw for 220 and run for 50, he's going to have a 3,500, 800-yard rushing and he's, season. And that there's no way. That's without a touchdown. And with those numbers, there's no way he's not a top-10 quarterback. And he's capable of exceeding those numbers in both categories any week of the season. Oh, yeah. Regardless of who they play. <laughs> and he'll, he's got a coach who literally said, I would do whatever it takes to get Kyler Murray on my NFL team. And then he got him. David Johnson in the shotgun all year. My oh, God. That's the thing. That's what interests that's scary. me the most. I saw your running back ranking, Scott. You threw some respect on David Johnson. Oh, name. big time. I'll Don't be doing it. David Johnson was running back 10 last yeah, season. I'll be doing the same thing. I mean, using him in the passing game is what really unlocks him. Yes. And obviously he's a bruiser and he's, he's, but that's made why out of steel. he's so good in the pass game. Yeah. Because you have <laughs> to respect both elements and boy, do I respect David Johnson. Yes. So I think we'll, we'll, we'll be singing his praises for a long, long time. I think, uh, I think Kyler rides his coattails to a top 10 don't finish. Forget I really too, do. Like David Johnson had one of the best fantasy football seasons ever, ever. Yeah. Well, two also, years ago, I don't think that's going to be a divisive opinion. So we can almost just kind of shelve it. Yeah. yeah. But I think Kyler Murray will be awesome. I agree with well, Scott right there. And I think Christian Kirk is I was really going to say, who's, because who's they, the receiver that benefits from Kyler well, Murray the most? They played together. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're buddies. And he's buddies with uh, Butler. At, him and Butler are roommates, apparently. And they were roommates. That's what I'm pumped about. Yeah. Hakeem Butler, baby. So the receiving core is interesting. Larry Fitz, you know you can just go to him whenever you need to. Yeah. 
Uh, but I think just the wealth of options when you see that it's usually like just uh, mostly a quarterback benefit. And what's is nice this the year is Patrick Ricky Peterson suspended the first six games. I don't think no. Ricky Seals Jones is on the team. Patrick Thank Peterson God. suspended the first six games. Defense probably going to stink. Love He's going to be slinging, baby. Yeah. He's going to be scrambling around. It's going to be real exciting on Sundays watching the Cardinals. If I this think. works to any degree of success, not even real football success, fantasy football success, right. this is the cheapest that Kyler Murray will ever be. Undoubtedly. Right. We'll never get him again except for this year yeah. unless he falls. And I doubt any of us even get him this year, unfortunately. I, I might. Man, I'd love no. to. I won't. I'm in two, two because I'll just, leagues, I'm so. seriously, I, I'll talk about guys. it so much. Uh, lots to look forward to in the NFC. Very possible that a running back from the NFC is the first pick of your draft. You've got four solid options with Barkley, McCaffrey, and Kamara. Yeah. So, just a bunch of things that you need to keep in mind, and hopefully you check out our AFC preview, which will be on its way soon. And uh, you can follow us on the show at RutzFF. Tell us if you think we're a little too high or too low on some of these NFC guys. Tom's at HillierFF. Scott's at WagsFF. I'm at Why So Serious. The show is also on Instagram at RutzFF as well. Uh, and, you know, we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. Keep scoring. Keep scoring.